welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Double Hop Beat Podcast, bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the home brewing and craft beer scene. I'm James, home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. I'm Shannon, and I'm a beer intermediate. And this week, we are going to start a short series about non-alcoholic beverages that satisfy that hop craving and your taste for beer. Or just a drink that you can have <laughs> on your Zoom calls where you can still enjoy a nice, hoppy, hoppy beverage. So before we get into our dis- today's discussion, James, what is going on with your homebrew situation in our limbo phase of life? So as you guys have heard, uh, we have been in the state of limbo, as Shannon says, but our um, our next house is going to have my home brewery in the basement and mm-hmm. so right now it's all in the electrical stages. So I, I get to go over and I'm planning out where I want all my electrical so that I can have my nice electric, all electric brewing set up and make sure that my fermenters and everything have all the um, electrical needs that, you know, as home brewers, you know that it takes a lot of power for these temp controlled fermenters. Uh, so I want to make sure that just from the start, I'm ready to just plug in and go. I've also been cleaning all my equipment very thoroughly, anxiously awaiting my next brewing <laughs> adventure because um, unfortunately with this COVID, I can't go and join any friends or anybody while they're brewing on their systems. So I'm definitely feeling the hurt on not brewing right now. So thank you to all you home brewers out there who are brewing right now that I can actually kind of live through you right now on your Instagrams and your videos. And uh, yeah, de- definitely direct message us if you... Um, have any good suggestions when you designed your home brewery? Instead of visions of sugar plums, James has visions of home brewing set up in his head. Fermenter tanks and beer yeah. and temp control and see uh, him laying there at night just picking eggs and. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Shan's envisioning her library, like Beauty and the Beast style, that's going to have bookshelves galore. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep, both get what we want. Don't worry, you'll be brewing before you know it. Okay. (laughs) So let's get started on this. So we've recently been doing a lot of searching for non-alcoholic beers or anything that you can- Non-alcoholic coffee drinks in general. Yeah, and just something healthier. Uh, It's, you know, we're not as mobile anymore because everyone's (laughs) stuck in their homes and and home brewing and- you know, staying safe. And if you are going out to breweries, you're staying safe. And we're just looking for the next big thing. So yeah, so we recently tried a product called Hop Tea, made by a company called Hop Lark. And they have actually won a couple of recognition awards for their Hop Tea. So they uh, have been awarded the 2018 BevNet New Beverage Showdown, 2019 Best New Beverage Award from the Natural Foods Expo West. It's really not surprising (laughs) that a company from Boulder, Colorado uh, is just killing it in the non-beer field. And that's just great because this beverage, a lot of these non-alcoholic beverages, you're missing something. This something big missing where are you going to want to drink it all the time? Absolutely not. This, however, I am the biggest fan of. So we wanted to make sure that we spotlighted um, this company and because we can actually get it in the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, we can actually, they're actually available at Whole Foods. Um, and because they're not a be- beer, you can actually go on their website and get it delivered right to your door. So you don't even have to go to the store. 
Yeah, with that being said, today we are joined by one of the founders of Hoplark Tea. Dean Eberhart. Welcome to the show, Dean. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. I have, I have a hop addiction, I would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do I. So I'm always looking for whether it's a beer or a beverage that I can enjoy that's got that hoppiness to it. Uh, so we came across your page, actually, and wow, we are blown away. So why don't you tell us how Hoplark got started? Totally. Well, you know, I was um, kind of always been a craft beer nut since about maybe age 21, let's say. And uh, and I was uh, about 10 years later taking a, a month off of drinking. I put on maybe a few too many pounds after college and just wanted a break to see what would happen. I tried other diets and like, turns out alcohol maybe uh, adds some calories to your diet. And when I did that, I, I actually lost a bunch of weight right away. Um, but then I went to a brewery with my best friend on day 25 and, uh, and it was like, uh, I was like, where is this, this thing called craft beer in my life? I totally miss it. <laughs> and, you know, for me, um, it wasn't, it wasn't as much about the alcohol per se, as it was the occasion and like that moment of camaraderie of sharing something with a friend. And, uh, yeah, I literally, I grabbed his double IPA. Um, we were on the Southwest side of Chicago. I gave it a smell and was like, we were both home brewers. I'm like, what if we replace the malt and beer with tea? And like, that seemed pretty simple at the time. It ended up being not at all very simple to execute, but, uh, but the idea started, <laughs> the idea started there. We literally actually went home back to my house and made our first, you know, quote unquote batch of hop tea in a Mason jar that night. Um, and it was like, I would say the next day when we tried it, it like tasted uh, maybe good enough to continue, but certainly not anywhere close yeah. to what we're doing today. It took us like 18 months to figure out. And why tea? How did that kind of, why you know, that it was beverage as simple, choice? It was as simple as this, like this, like light bulb concept around, you know, I know malt pretty well, um, being a home brewer and being a craft beer nut. And there's a lot of variety of malt, right? You've got pails, you got ambers, you got, you know, dark stuff for, for the stouts and the porters. And, um, and tea is pretty similar. Um, a lot of it's around like oxidation level and when the tea is harvested and how it's treated. But, you know, you, you start with a simple plant, right? You've got barley, you can treat it different ways, you can roast it different ways. And you've got this, this tea plant um, that you oxidize you know, and, and let sit for, di for different periods of time, pull at different moments in, in the year. And it leads to this massive amount of variety. So like in my brain, it was like kind of the same thing, like it was going to work. But I was, I was saying to Shannon before we had you on that, wow, these guys must have been home brewers before because to, ha to know hops, it's a very tricky kind of plant to use where if you don't know where to use it or it could be overpowering. Totally. You've got, you've got both things. The, the biggest challenge I tell people is like, is like both things that are our ingredients. Cause we have, we're water, tea and hops in most of our flavors, most of our skews. Um, both of those things lend themselves to bitterness. Right. And so then it, it's all about, you know, how do you, how do you extract the right flavors in the right way that balance and, you know, don't bring out the natural like sweetness that is there flavors and aromas, but not bitterness. And, um, that's what took, that's what took 18 months, uh, to figure out, mm -hmm. um, and, and took a lot of probably, you know, over a hundred trials, I would say in my garage. 
Now, now, what kind of a system were you using when you were home brewing or testing this out? Was it a get propane system, or was it what kind of a system did you have? You know, it looked a lot like um, I think we started with a, just a like simple maybe 10 gallon Blickman setup uh, that we had like legacy from our home brewing stuff. And we quickly scaled up into some of like a, like a half barrel or one barrel uh, SS Brutex system. If you guys are familiar at oh, all. We, and we like, are what, very what was, familiar with those. <laughs> totally. We are very and what familiar. Was, what was amazing is like at the same time as like they seemed to be developing as a business at the same time, we were, um, we were like, like doing this in my garage. So like, Every time I get an email that like they had a new piece of equipment, it was like totally usable for us. So it was, it was, uh, it was funny how that was timed. And, uh, but what was, what's been really cool about it. Um, cause like, like it's like our brewery looks kind of like a brewery and we do stuff that's similar to breweries, not all the same. Um, but because of the way that the, that SS Brewtech uh, equipment is built, like a, just a micro version of a larger scale thing, we've been able to scale up pretty effectively. So one of my favorites um, that I got to try was the green tea one. And mm-hmm. I, I love green tea. So it was kind of natural that I also loved mosaic hops. So I really got the grassiness and the pine in it, but it wasn't overpowering. It was well balanced with the tea and it gave such a nice aroma when you first popped open the can. Um, totally. So how did you kind of think to pair green tea with mosaic hops? So, so it's always been processed first. So we had to figure out the process on how to make this. And that's what took 18 months. And then it, and then it went into like recipe creation and formulation and some were easy uh, or even like lucky I'll say, and some were really difficult. So, um, so chamomile, for example, with Citra, uh, we, we were, we were literally like, well, people, put lemon in chamomile tea let's try let's try citra and like let's not even do we do these hop panels like let's not even do a hop panel let's make a batch it'll probably be good turned out it was super good and like that's been that's actually our number one skew right now which is um kind of unbelievable and uh and you know green tea was an example where we did do a hop panel um so we do like a bunch of micro tests where we do we like first like first we make we try and make like the best possible iced tea you can make. Um, and then we add hops to it basically. Like that's the, that's kind of the foundational thing. We don't use any, certainly don't use any extracts or flavors. It's all like we, we use organic whole leaf tea. Um, uh, and, uh, and we use like, like we have a hop contract, like a brewery. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and we, so we do this panel. So we do maybe 10 different types of green tea, find a couple we like, and then we, you know, and then we do, maybe 10 different hops at that, at that moment. Um, and I'll tell you, it, it, like this test is like, it's not like you're tasting what you taste in the can, right? It's, it's not as dialed um, or as perfect, right? As that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in my kitchen and I remember it and I tasted it, this mosaic with this one variety of green tea. And I'm like, yep, yep. This is the one <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> this is the best hop tea we've ever made. Let's make this thing. And, um, and that was the, that was pre-launch. That was, that was, uh, that was a fun one because that was like our second skew, right? We had this, we had this, we, we used to call it the original one, um, which was like our balance of black tea and hops. And uh, and with that one, it was funny. We found out at the farmer's market, like we thought it was, it was like, it was like really well balanced. It was great tea, it's great hops, great balance. And it didn't sell. And uh, <laughs> we're like, why isn't this selling? It's the original one. Like it's, 
it, it's good. It, it tastes like tea and hops. And what we found was our customers wanted more perspective than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though it was really balanced and it had both characters, like like they were more into like the green tea, which is like a layering effect of grassiness with the mosaic hops and the smokiness and the um, and the green tea. Um, uh, or like the really hoppy one, which is you know, like a lot of hops, um, like an IPA, like a West Coast IPA. So my favorite is the chamomile, actually. And awesome. because I, it, first of all, it's the lowest on the hop profile and I'm not a hoppy person. So it kind of gives me that little taste of like a little, that little fix that like I'm not drinking craft beer, totally. but it also doesn't have any caffeine. So I was just wondering, are you, do you have plans to release other non-caffeinated teas or is that just the kind of standard for now? Yeah, so we get a lot of a lot of requests for that, um, and specifically, some people don't like chamomile and they like and they want something that they're comfortable drinking at night. Mm-hmm. It's funny; I actually really enjoy the calm one, the chamomile one, and um, and it, it I didn't start that way. Like when we made it, like I knew it, it was like the right balance. I knew it tasted pretty good, but I just wasn't that big of a fan of chamomile. And now I drink, you know, I drink tons of it. Um, so it's 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 funny how our taste profiles change. It's almost like, you know, when I started drinking IPAs, like hops didn't taste great. But then over time, like it, it you mature this palate. And um, so so yeah, so we're doing we're, that's definitely in the works. Um, one of the things that's really challenging. So you know, we've been learning a lot of things along the way. We've never launched a food or beverage product before we kind of knew nothing about branding and cpg and all this stuff um and uh and yet the customer response to the product has been so awesome that we've kind of like almost lucked into this like this roadmap of you know we're a nationwide brand whole foods right now for example and um and it's been uh it's been a really cool journey my point on that is like once you kind of start getting out there in distribution it's hard to change skews and flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, so Absolutely. so it's not, as, it's not as simple as like, it's a great idea to make a decaffeinated version of the, hop, of the really happy one, for example. Cause like, like, do you have a retail partner that's gonna match that and all that? So what we found is um, we have, we've, we've really grown, especially since COVID hit, our, our e-commerce has, um, mm-hmm. has been kind of experiencing this incredible amount of growth. And, uh, and so we're launching a number of things on our site that aren't necessarily available in stores um, and as kind of like this expanded universe of hop tea. And so, and including these limited releases that we're doing on like a, you know, we'll make, we'll make a batch, we'll make a couple batches until it sells out. And like, that'll be that. And we'll see what the response is. And um, the one we did in June, which we called the tropical one, which was Sabro hops and ginger and pineapple juice, which for the record, I'm actually drinking one right now. Oh, um, I love that. His- oh my God. I'm, I'm a little jealous, honestly. Those, <laughs> those are two, my, two of my favorite things. Pineapple and that hop is just amazing. I can only imagine the response, how good that is. The, the response was off the charts. Guy. Well, I'll get you some, but the response was off the charts, like off the charts, like not just, not just um, customers purchasing it, but the feedback that we received. And a lot of it was like, thank you for the decaf skew, but also this thing tastes amazing and, you know, make sure you keep making it. And I was like, well, <laughs> hang on, we got to make, we can only do so many things guys. Right. So, yeah. um, and then our July release is also a decaf version. Um, and it's basically just a hop exploration. So we, we took the tea out of it. Um, and when we, when with our process, like it's this, it's this incredible 
like hop a singular hop experience. So we did a it's a mixed pack of four. We do we did Sabro, Strata, uh, Citra, and Mosaic, and um, and basically you're like tasting the plant, the the hop the hop flower, um, in kind of an unadulterated state, um, which is pretty amazing for for me as a beer drinker because I don't get that as much. It's you know I'm used to having some malt um, that's maybe blocking some of the flavor profiles of the hops. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so super excited to share this one with the world. I think it's shipping on the 29th or something of July. So yeah, full disclosure to our listeners. I have already pre-ordered this. Uh, I am so excited for it. Uh, just, just the amount of variety that you get for the, like you said, it's like an experiment, right? And with any experimental beer or any other beverage, especially with hops, like it's, like you can get a different batch every time and it's something's going to be very unique each time. Yeah, totally. And what's cool. I mean, like, like the, the different batch thing, I think we're getting dialed to a degree. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, we are a brewery. We make, we make this, you know, by hand. Um, uh, but, but we have like, we have a hop contract like a brewery does and you get to do hop selection in the fall. So we actually, you know, brought in um, a number of uh, a number of different, uh, lots that, you know, they call them or like different farms, uh, styles of these hops that we use. And then we were able to make batches with them and, you know, determine which one tasted the best. And the, for me, that was an amazing experience because it's like, this is like, you're living the experience of a brewer and the variety, um, in some of these, at least as it applied to like our product was incredible. Like some, Citra, for example, like we had one, like our, the Citra we chose is amazing. Uh, and, and like there was another one that fell a little flat and it's like, like, man, I'm glad we got that opportunity to taste them and try them before we got it. And now for our listeners are, are primar- primarily home brewers. Um, and if you're, if you can tell us at one point, do you add the hops into the process of the brew? <laughs> we dry hop it. Right. So like, that's like, like that is, but it's not that easy. So like, like that's, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, but we've always said, you know, we dry hop it like a beer, right. That's like what we do. That was the original concept. That was the idea I had on the Southwest side of Chicago, you know, a couple of years ago. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's like, like I'm, we love it. We're, we're homebrewers, like, like experiment away, you know, we're not necessarily going to share the depth of the secrets (laughs) but like but like i know that you know and and you know what if it doesn't taste great add some sugar (laughs) like seriously (laughs) like the 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 thing that we did the thing that took so long was to get it to zero calories and Mm -hmm. to get it to you know no sugar and three ingredients right but like i probably like like we almost launched a full year earlier with like six grams of sugar because we're like this still tastes really good uh oh you know it's like not that bad um and, and like it's still low sugar right it's not coke um, and, and Andrew and I were just like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold out. And it took us a full year to get to the point where we were like, this is it. I think it was we worth totally it. Nailed it. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't miss the sugar at all. And I'm usually a very sweet person with my tea. I, I like sweet tea. Um, and so when I first tried this, I think the Christmas you get from the fresh tea leaves that you guys are using and the, the sparkle and the bubble make up for not having any of the sugar. And I don't. Totally. I didn't drink it and go like, oh, I wish I could add something to this. I was like, oh, this is very refreshing. Well, we didn't know what we did. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, we knew we liked it, right? And we knew that, um, we knew that, like, our friends, you know, and family were like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like, but nobody was like, 
Oh, I guess I guess what I will say there's a guy in our our the agency that did our um our can design who was a former sommelier and um and he was like or a certified sommelier and he was like this is the best product I've ever had. <laughs> you guys are gonna crush it. And we're like and we're like, okay, one guy gets it. That's so we have one customer. Um, and then we yeah. launched <laughs> and then we launched at the farmers market and we literally like we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We're in Boulder, Colorado, which is like this food uh, startup mecca. And so everyone launches at farmer's market. So we launched at a farmer's market. And we're like, are we going to sell a can, right? And and the thing we did was we didn't want it to be a really branded experience. So we weren't like, you know, Red Bull with our backpacks and handing stuff out. We were like, mm-hmm. Here, here's a glass of this that has no logo on it. And all we want is your, like, unadulterated opinion of a liquid because that's what's going to win right and and they and they gave it to us and you know i'm telling you anyone under the age of like like 35 was like 98 percent love because (laughs) because Lacroix had been training palates Mm -hmm. to not expect the sugar as much and so we were providing them with like this this even if they didn't like hops like this is but this is complex and different and it tastes like i'm drinking and it has zero, and they were just like they would go nuts for it, and um, and we got this, like we we would have people showing up. It was a Sunday market, and they'd be bringing their growlers back, and they'd be like, uh, "I drink all my hop tea by Monday morning. Please figure out how to get into grocery stores so I don't have to come to this farmers market all the time, and I can buy it more than once a week." They're like, "Oh, okay, we're probably onto something here," um, and so and that's when we launched. Um, we got, you know, we got a really cooperative supported launch by our local region of Whole Foods. Um, they were amazing and the product did super well and, you know, really grateful for probably launching in, in the mountain States where beer is a big deal and we had a lot Mm -hmm. of customers and they understood the product really well. And and now that we've expanded nationwide, you know, we're getting that same type of traction and it's been, it's been a pretty amazing, amazing journey. We did not expect this. Let me say. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the great things, I, I know a lot of criticism about the tea has been like, you know, are you geared towards the, not the malt beverage industry, or are you towards the tea industry? And I kind of, I I think like that's a good thing, because not only can you reach more people, you you get the best of both worlds, right? You get the, the hoppiness that you'd get in a craft beer, but you're also getting a nice, healthy beverage that you don't have to sacrifice flavor for. And for me, that's huge. I want to be healthy, but I also want to have something that's flavorful. And I, I think you, I think you guys brought it to the table for sure. I, I love that. And you guys get it. And the, and the, so two weeks into launch, I was, I was actually on a stage at an entrepreneurship event with this marketing genius and the kind of like the local marketing genius. And he tells me, he's like, like, you need to be a non-alcoholic beer. That market's going to pop. This is the best thing on the market. You should just go after that because you can crush it. You can get a niche. You'll do great. And I'm like, like, appreciate that. <laughs> but, but the customers are telling me that they're drinking this at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. and noon and in the evening. And nobody's drinking non-alcoholic beer at 8 a.m. Unless, you With know, at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, like that's not, and feeling comfortable about it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it felt like we kind of had this magic this magic pill where like, instead of talking about what the product doesn't have in it, like this non-alcoholic thing, we're going to actually talk about what's great about this and why this is the coolest tea on the market. And like that made all the difference. And what's, 
what's really been amazing to watch is not it's not we're not having to tell our customers that they're they're telling other people so like mm-hmm. the, the the amount of like just organic traction we have on instagram of people spreading the word like this is a great thing that i found you need to know about this has been just incredible like well beyond any expectation yeah we actually told one of our friends who's pregnant um she's doing december and she's a huge uh hoppy beer fan so i said hey you gotta go to whole foods and check this out because it'll give you that fix that you're you're looking for so and she texted me back and was like this is amazing i ordered it she got it from her amazon and got delivered right to the door from whole foods delivery so uh so good yeah that's that's, that's a super that's a super fun thing to be on with whole foods too because they can yeah Mm -hmm. they can do that really quick delivery and uh they've just been an amazing partner i mean talk about like talk about a dream retail partnership at launch like they've they've been so incredibly supportive they saw the vision on the product they were like this thing makes sense for our customers you know they're um they're looking for new stuff they're looking for really healthy different alternatives and like and and it just and they and they brought it on and like that's been so incredible for us so we're like so appreciative of of the uh, partnership we have with those guys so another thing i really want to touch on that i found was very unique and really interesting to me is that you guys also have the 5.25 gallon Sankey D connection kegs for all us home brewers and people who've got the nice kegerator setups at our houses. Um, how did someone come to you and say, can you do this? Or is it just something that as a home brewer, you're like, Hey, I would love to have this on tap at my house. <laughs> uh, we, we had tons of people asking for them. Um, and it was, you know, it's kind of like this, the idea of, um, well, well, First of all, like a lot of our customers maybe had kegerators, used to drink a ton of beer and maybe have been transitioning away from as much beer. Um, we have a lot of people that'll do like, like maybe they'll have two hop teas in a night and one beer or two beers instead of four beers. And, um, and you know, and so like that kind of naturally fit into their world of like, we have, have this kegerator, it's not getting as much use. Oh my gosh, I love hop tea. Like, let's throw it in the kegerator. I need that keg. And so, um, so that's been a really fun that's been a really fun project for us. And then, I mean, yeah, we were just about to roll out um, uh, distribution into into bars and uh, and restaurants in kind of a major way right before COVID hit. I mean, thankfully, we're really lucky that we hadn't done that already, um, given what has happened with a lot of breweries and beer and all that stuff. But um, but that's you know when that comes back, that's a really exciting avenue for us as well because like like we can. You know, hop tea is a really fun mixer. Um, lots of bars that we partnered with were playing around with it on a mixology scale, um, or it's just a really nice non-alcoholic alternative, um, or just like a lunchtime, you know, tea to drink. Um, so we're excited to see that come back. And now, did people asking for the kegs and having it on tap in their homes kind of lead you guys ultimately to the decision to open up your tap room or what kind of no the, the tap room that? no the tap room was a hundred percent oh man we missed the farmer's market we <laughs> missed FaceTime with our customers that was the best part of the job like like but we don't have like like we didn't have the time to go and we used to we brought we actually built this really cool uh teardrop trailer that was like a mobile kegerator um if you guys want to check it out it's like really far back on our instagram feed um, and so we were pouring taps from this like mobile kegerator. It was really cool, but it's, it's a schlep. Like it's, it's some real work to get, uh, to get to a farmer's market. And so we're like, yeah, we missed that, but like maybe people will come to us mm-hmm. and, and it was, um, and we're not like 
in any sort of fancy storefront room, like you know your typical startup brewery, industrial area of Boulder, um, and uh, and it's uh, and people showed up and like and we started doing limited releases there and people show up and we bought them and we sold out and we're like oh this is this is really cool um, we can amp up this experience for everyone and let's do a limited release program that actually goes to our website and goes everywhere um, so it's really been helpful in connecting with customers and kind of learning what people are looking for uh, for sure that's great next time we're in colorado we'll have to stop by our friends just moved there so once everything gets back to a little bit no yes. more normal of course <laughs> dean thanks so much for joining us for those listeners uh you can find hoplock teas why don't you uh, say what your instagram account yeah great so we're dr- we're, we're at drink hop tea um website is just www.hoptea.com um and uh and yeah i mean love to love to connect with customers if anyone is a fan that's listening like they're a fan already um and they have something to share with us just like dm on on Instagram, you know, I see those, I don't know, I'm not always the one that's answering, but like I look at most all of them um, because I really want to keep an eye on where the customers are. Uh, But thanks so much for your time. It was super awesome. Yeah, thanks Dean. So everyone, in full disclosure, we reached out uh, to Hoplark and our Whole Foods near us was all sold out of these great teas and we just couldn't get them fast enough. So we reached out to them and uh, they actually sent us a mix pack of uh, their core teas is what they call it. And it comes with a hop tea, black tea, a green tea, their white tea, one, and a chamomile tea. Yeah, which, as I mentioned, was my favorite. And <laughs> one of the things I love about this is they're very upfront about everything. You don't have to guess whether this one's going to be hoppy or it's not. They actually, on the can itself and on their website, they say they have a scale. They kind of scaled it up. And as homebrewers... As uh, Dean had mentioned, uh, they were really familiar with what hops can do to a beverage. Yeah, so there is um, a scale that's, we didn't get a chance to ask Dean about it, but their artwork on their can um, is really cool. It's got a bird, the lark bird running, and then it has this little birdhouse on the side with a bird that pops its head out, and it will show you what the hoppiness is. So it goes from wee bit, which is the chamomile, and then kind of quite really and whoa whoa which i don't i i might try a whoa one at one point but i think i'm gonna stick with my wee bit yeah and you can um they actually have a subscription service as well so you can get a 10 percent discount when you order with the subscription which is nice if like you know you're gonna be a repeat customer like that's nice that they're mm-hmm. taking 10 percent off like just off the bat i don't know i think it's kind of cool yeah. but the coolest thing i think is if you have kegerators at home or you, you want to have people over your house that you know don't drink craft beer, but you want to get them into the craft beer kind of vibe without having the alcohol, You can, they actually sell their Sankey Connection kegs. Um, they're obviously the, the plastic disposable ones um, that's being shipped to you if you're not from the area. Um, but you can actually hook it up to your kegerator, as Dean mentioned. And it's just such a cool thing that I will probably do on our tap. So if we have friends and family over, um, I can uh, offer them a hop tea while, you know, someone else is drinking my homebrew or something else I have on tap. So, yeah. So if you are looking for an alternative beverage, maybe for yourself or one of your friends, uh, we definitely encourage you to check out Hoplark Hop Tea and give it a try. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Double Hop Beat Podcast. Follow us on our Instagram for our latest homebrewing and craft beer adventures. 
direct message us at Double Hot Beat Podcast to share your experiences and become part of the pulse of brewing. You can also listen to us on our website, www.doublehotbeatpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Cheers by rating and reviewing us. This, this has been Double Hot Beat. Catch you on the brew side. Thank you.